Welcome to episode 74 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll talk all about how the authoritarians of the Montana GOP want us all to walk the plank while reciting allegiance to them. Let's join our host, Tammy Fisher. Political factions or parties began to form during the struggle over ratification of the federal constitution of 1787. Friction between them increased as attention shifted from the creation of a new federal government to the question of how powerful that federal government would be. The Federalists, led by Secretary of Treasury Alexander Hamilton, wanted a strong central government, while the Anti-Federalists, led by Secretary of State Thomas Jefferson, advocated states' rights instead of centralized power. Federalists coalesced around the commercial sector of the country, while their opponents, like Montanans, would have drawn their strength from those favoring an agrarian society. The ensuing partisan battles led George Washington to warn of, quote, the baneful effects of the spirit of party in his farewell address as the president of the United States. From the iterations of the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists, our modern political parties sprang, the dynamics of party politics have been studied widely. When a party is taken over by extremists, you find their work in local party platforms. This is where they essentially rise up and rear their heads. They are people with intense policy preferences that are more extreme than those of most voters because the extremists have a dilemma If a party is credible and is known for its vote-maximizing abilities, which reflect the position of the median or average voter, then people whose policy preferences are far from the median or the average face the dilemma of how to force politicians to consider their preferences. Exiting the party is not an attractive option, but theft is. So they build their numbers in order to rewrite the party's platform and steal all average voter, all median voter language, turning it into a mandate for performance. When ideological extremists disproportionately join political parties, then the median position of party activists will be extreme in comparison with the position of the median voter. And if activists use voice effectively to shift their party's leaders toward their position, party leaders, and ultimately governments, will be drawn away from the median or average voter and end up somewhere between voters and the party activists. And when this happens, parties reduce the responsiveness of candidates and governments to the median voter. And that's the situation we're in now, folks. When extremists join parties, they can then exercise their voice by harassing, haranguing, and keeping their leaders awake at night until they shift policy positions. This is what has happened with the radical left and the radical right. And we're going to talk about how this insidious percolation of extremism has now found a home in the Montana Republican Party through its newly revised platform. A political party platform, party program, or party manifesto is a formal set of principal goals which are supported by a political party or individual candidate in order to appeal to the general public for the ultimate purpose of garnering the general public's support and votes about complicated topics or issues. Party platforms in other countries are called manifestos, 
I suppose that doesn't sit well in the United States, as when most of us hear manifesto, we think of the Communist Manifesto. Although judging by the new Montana GOP platform, manifesto may be more applicable. In attempting to make their party a big tent, party leaders often advance policies to build coalitions and to broaden the party's appeal to new constituencies. There is, however, a tension between these coalition-building efforts and the need for the parties to present a distinct alternative to voters and to satisfy their most partisan base constituencies. So who ends up writing state party platforms? Well, the most partisan base constituencies. The extremes of the party, because they show up and they make demands and they often drown out the Montanans in the room. Because most of the partisan base in the Montana Republican Party nowadays is not made up of Montanans at all. For example, the folks taking up all the oxygen in the room and who fancy themselves as the drivers of party policy are Derek Skies, Brad Sheeta, and Teresa Manzella. Derek Skies is from Florida. Teresa Manzella is from Florida. Brad Sheeta is from Minnesota. And the guy that wants to check your daughter to ensure she has a vagina when she participates in sports in public schools? Well, that's John Fuller, and he's from Illinois. And of course, they all clamor after Jordan Hall, the colossal embarrassment of a preacher from Missouri. These are all charlatans that moved here from out of state who have infiltrated the Montana Republican Party with their special brand of authoritarianism. Because us Montana-born and bred folks want nothing to do with authoritarianism or forcing any of our neighbors to do anything. And we are too polite to eschew them as they rise up. Montanans take live and let live to the extreme. We vote with our feet. We don't seek confrontation. We simply walk away. And unfortunately, that's what these authoritarians count on. One, that we're dumb. Two, that their lack of success in their own professional lives will never be known to us. And three, that we will be too polite and will allow them to steal what is ours, our language, our values, and our votes. But I digress. So most people have never read a party platform, and truth be told, no one really pays attention to the state platform, never have, because the party isn't a state function. It's a national function that should have such broad principles as to not be confined to any city or state. It is the party's view of American government and America. And those broad, everlasting principles shouldn't change based upon a state border, because then it's not a Republican party. It's a small faction of people driving the bus off a cliff party, The whole point of a political party is to have a national brand from which local voters recognize and vote. It's the, I don't know who he is, but he says he's a Republican, so that's good enough for me type of thing. But those voters don't recognize that in Montana, an R behind your name doesn't mean Republican anymore. In particular, the Montana Republican platform blatantly conflicts with the national platform. And that's what happens when you get people writing the state-centric platforms. They tend to conflict with the national platform, and that raises inconsistency and hypocrisy issues. So here at MVP, we favor the national platform because 
Republican is a national brand. Montana is supposed to be the foot soldiers recruiting to the national brand. Or the state party simply takes the national platform principles and applies state issues to the national principles. That's what it's supposed to be. But nope, Montana and Idaho and Texas, they went a different direction. So we like the national platform as it marries well with Montana values, but we always place Montana before party. In no way should Montana be lost to a party. Never should anyone pledge fealty to a state party over their state. It's unpatriotic, and it's uniquely un-Montanan. So when the Yahoos come here to try to tell us how to live, start monkeying with and developing their own state platform, well, that just deceives voters who view the brand and know the brand as an American party, not a state party. It's like the Ten Commandments. Everywhere you go, they're the same. They don't change based upon where you live. But not in Montana, kids. Nope, we have a pack of righty-rights that run roughshod over every normal Republican and Montanan in order to embed their brand of authoritarianism into the platform, removing free choice. So for them, it's about increasing their power. And they use these terms that make me crazy because they're borrowing it and they're mutilating it. They use terms like we the people, capitalize the W, capitalize the T, capitalize the P, to indicate that they are demanding service to the people, but what they really are demanding is allegiance to them, not to Montanans, not to the people, but to them. This growing infection of -of out-of-staters that move here to steal from us, A faction of infiltrators that expect allegiance to them, not the party, them, not Montana, them. They use the party as a front, but really, they seek power unto themselves. And people like Derek Skies, who has been rejected time and again by Montanans at the ballot box, take the platform on as his own, as his way to direct and control others. Because he can't get the job done himself. And truth be told, he has no other job than sinking fealty to himself. Although now that he's failed again, we hear he's moving to eastern Montana to sell Harleys. And if true, he'll likely get his ass kicked by Harley riders. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the platforms also embrace new stances on critical issues facing our country, breaking with past party orthodoxy. That's when it's time to pay especially close attention. But in Montana, what has happened is the Montana GOP has broken with past party orthodoxy to seek more control over our lives and to make sure that while they say they embrace folks like Native Americans or Indians, they really want to be sure that Indians know that they don't deserve the same benefits from the federal government, that they demand the white state gets. More on that later. And you can tell that there were some sane people that were present when the platform was voted upon because they had success, mild success, in embedding some good clarifying language, like making sure the agriculture plank includes timber harvesting. They made sure to talk about human trafficking as a criminal problem in Montana 
And they added under the education plank, allowing students to move freely to their school of choice, facilitating programs that allow money to follow the child for educational opportunities, respecting the parent's right to choose options inside or outside the public school system, promoting each individual community's efforts to enhance school safety, security, and student mental health. All good things that the normals got across the finish line, but then they went full-on wackadoo by modifying freedom-loving terms such as embrace and support. They modified those terms and replaced them with require, expect, shall, and must. And remember, folks, the purpose of the platform is to add voters, to add members, to drive people to the party, not to alienate. How many of you would like to be told what to do, how to vote, and who you are? Freedom, and for sure personal freedom, used to be the hallmark of the Montana Republican Party, but not anymore. Nope. Here's some anti-free will new horseshit that they threw in the preamble. And remember, when they speak of a member, they mean only the extremist authoritarians that have infiltrated the party. Quote, the Republican Party of Montana recognizes that this platform and these 10 planks are the only source for the values, definitions, and expectations the members of this association recognize when evaluating a candidate for public office within the primary election, as the Republican members alone have determined these by convention. The Republican Party of Montana also recognizes the primary goal of this platform and planks is the expectation that our elected officials will use it as a directing guide when making decisions. We also recognize that any outside group can twist the session results of any voting guide they develop to deceive the members of the GOP as to whom is actually voting the way the members expect. We are in desperate need of an official voting guide developed by and for us. In order to assure this, we require a measuring standard be adopted with key pieces of legislation each session that those standards are entirely derived from the specific goals or planks of the platform. We also expect a report to be issued on the voting results for those standards of each legislator to all members of the Republican Party. The Republican Party of Montana expects the Republican caucus of each session to identify these now to be referred to as platform bills with clearly detailed links of outcomes to the goals and expectations of the platform or planks for supporting documentation. We also expect them to convene caucus meetings in order to suggest these bills to each chamber's Republican members before second reading on the floor and to vote during that caucus to recognize that the parameters are met and grant the official stamp of platform bill. <laughs> A simple majority of the caucus will determine this outcome. We also expect that each chamber caucus will do this with a minimum of 20 bills originating in their chamber in order to provide a good percentage and ensure that the party platform goals become a priority each session, end quote. So the party platform goals become the priority, not Montana's, not their constituent goals become the priority, but the party's platform goals become the priority. And apparently we won't know that until... We see this official stamp of a platform bill. Well, who carries a stamp 
Is that like a stamp on the paid invoice when you when you stamp it paid in red? Is it like that? Does Derek Skies carry that one around in his pocket? Is it on a chain hung around his neck? <laughs> he carries the official stamp. <laughs> and remember, folks, these legislators, minimum of 20 bills, by God. And if there's not 20 bills in the hopper, well, then apparently, I don't know. What are they, excommunicated? Well, you don't get the stamp. <laughs> So they expect legislators to write bills to pacify the extremist authoritarians instead of being responsive to their constituents. You legislators that are listening, and we know you do, and we really appreciate it. Well, now under this new platform, you legislators no longer work for Montanans and the people of your districts. You now, under this platform, only work for the authoritarians that have taken over the Republican Party. If you deviate and author bills that are responsive to your constituents, nope, nope, no, you know those people that voted for you? Well, if you do that, you have de facto violated this new platform. And if you write a constituent-driven bill and, God forbid, work with the Democrats who are also Montanans to get the bill passed, well, there will be hell to pay because your new authoritarian scorecard will inform everyone that you are considered a bad Republican. You might be a good Montanan who actually works for the people that voted for you and pay your salary. But to the now authoritarian party, you will be vanquished from ever darkening the party doorsteps again. You should know that your goal, your only goal, is to get that official stamp, <laughs> a platform stamp, that's the approval stamp, for doing your job and responding to your boss, Montanans, who you are obligated to represent regardless of their politics, you're going to get the boot from the Republican Party. So there it is. Montana is no longer the boss of its elected officials. The authoritarians who run the MTGOPR. And most of them, especially people like the skis, don't even pay property taxes. They're not even contributing to legislators' salaries. But by God, you better listen to them because they wrote the new platform and they carried stamp. And they're mandating that you pledge fealty to them or they will mark you with an F on your scorecard that they personally develop with their authoritarian friends. Here's some other dandies. They amended the criminal corrections section. It used to say, quote, we support a correction system that requires community approval for community-based corrections programs. That sounds nice, totally reasonable. Nope, well, that's gone. Because now that they are the bosses of all elected officials, now that the authoritarians have taken over and declared themselves the bosses of all elected officials, these authoritarians have replaced the community approval with, quote, we support a correction system that requires local government approval for community-based corrections programs. And that way they, these authoritarians, can control without ever holding public office, what your local government officials do. And what did they do to our Indian population? Oh, this is a good one. 
the American Indian section was amended to remove, quote, we support the individual rights of Montana tribal citizens as guaranteed by the Montana Constitution, end quote. Yeah, they got rid of that. The party of the Constitution now doesn't want to acknowledge the rights guaranteed to our Montana Indians in the Montana Constitution. And there's quite a few of those rights because in 1972, the Constitutional Convention was made up of all Montanans, including Indians, our first Montanans. And they ensured with 100% of the convention vote that Indian heritage and rights were preserved as they should have. But nope, this authoritarian party doesn't want to acknowledge what Montana guarantees to our Indian Montanans in our Constitution. Nope, got to exclude that. Why? Well, here's the real truth. The authoritarians don't like Indians. They say some flowery language about appreciating everything Indians have done for Montana, but then they turn and shiv our Indian neighbors by telling them their deals with the federal government should be broken, but the white person's Montana state deals with the federal government are inviolate. So a deal is a deal so long as the authoritarian white men benefit, but not if the Indians do. They really went off the rails with this one. Quote, states writes, we require our congressional and state representatives and our governor and Supreme Court to vigorously defend the principles of federalism and the 10th Amendment and to reestablish these constitutional limits where they have been abused. We call upon our congressional delegation to defend each state's right to govern to the land, water, and natural resources within their boundaries. We oppose any extension of federal, tribal, or regional bureaucratic control over water originating in Montana, including federal reserved water rights compacts, and consider any such action an infringement on Montana's constitutionally defined water rights. We require that the United States comply with its 1889 compact with Montana, as was understood for inclusion of statehood, end quote. What about the tribe's compact with the federal government as was understood for their reservation, as was understood for what they gave up. No, that's out the window. They don't care about that. They only care about the white man's compact. So ignore the treaties we have with the tribes, but by God, the federal government better adhere to its 1889 compact, which is essentially the same as a treaty. It's a promise. It's a contract. So an agreement means something, Unless, of course, it was agreed to by the tribes, then that agreement gets trashed because, well, you know, Indians apparently deserve to have their agreements broken, but not white Montanans. And who, again, were the first Montanans? Oh, yeah. Yep, that was the Indians. That sure makes sense. Makes sense only to folks that are racist, who value white Montanans over Indian and who could care less if a contract is broken so long as it benefits them and their authoritarian utopia. And the wackiness just continues. Under elections, everything kind of looks the same until you get to this part, which was added. The Montana Republican Party believes that election integrity is paramount and supports public disclosure and full transparency throughout the entire election process. The Montana Republican Party fully supports maintaining the Electoral College as outlined in the U.S. Constitution. 
The Montana Republican Party believes it is essential to fully implement the election integrity legislation passed in the 67th legislative session and signed by the governor. The Montana Republican Party supports allowing a registered voter to request a hand count of their respective ballot. We strongly urge all Americans to ensure election integrity and that accountability steps are in place and enforced by correcting all fraud and weaknesses identified in all states in the 2020 general election. We ask and encourage the members of the Montana State Legislature to do everything in their power to put the responsibility of election integrity and accountability back into the hands of we the people. (laughs) There's that term. And that the members of the Montana Legislature also do everything in their power to complete any ongoing investigations of the 2020 general election and to mandate and fund a conversion to mechanical or manual vote count. Private or nonprofit funds shall not be used nor accepted to conduct Montana's election process, nor used in a way to shift funds to our election process in accordance with Montana Code Annotated 13-1-302. So they want to spend your money, your tax dollars, to return to voting as we did it when we traveled by wagon train. They point out the protections already in Montana law preventing undue financial interference with our elections, while not acknowledging in the least that Montana has an excellent election system filled with dedicated public servants, many of whom are lifelong Montanans and Republicans, and who ushered in an overwhelming win for Republican candidates in 2020. Weaknesses in other states are not Montana's concern. If you respect local control, you stay out of other states' business. Donate dollars if you want to help states with insecure elections develop security. But telling our Montana elected officials to meddle in other states' business? That's not Republican. That's not constitutional. And our elected officials have many other things to focus on, like the house of flame in our mental health and foster care systems, returning the tax surplus to us, and reducing tax burdens. The train went off the rails for these people and they will not move on. We won. So stop disenfranchising Republicans from voting in Montana elections. And then, of course, they had to screw with abortion. And they embedded their new position, which is entirely contradictory to the National Republican platform. The national platform does not advocate for bans on abortion because the national platform actually does what platforms are supposed to do, draw people in from diverse backgrounds. Draw people to the party, not alienate them. But nah, these Montana authoritarians are in full-on alienation mode. The national Republican platform informs us We assert the sanctity of human life and affirm that an unborn child has a fundamental right to life, which cannot be infringed. The platform, the national platform, specifically does not inform us how soon before birth a child is considered a child. And this is likely because Republicans from across the nation have not reached consensus on the issue. Some believe life begins at conception. Others believe on the premise. Others believe 
in the premise of abortion access until viability. And others believe exceptions to abortion policy should be made in the instances of rape, incest, life of the mother, and fetal anomalies. The National Republican platform recognizes government control leaves no room for nuance, hence its provisions, quote, we affirm our moral obligation to assist rather than penalize women who face an unplanned pregnancy and affirm our trust in the people, our faith in their judgment, and our determination to help them take back our country. This means relieving the burden and expense of punishing government regulations, and this means returning to the people and the states the control that belongs to them. It is the control and the power to make their own decisions about what's best for themselves and their families and communities. For Republicans, limited government is our mantra, and it says so in the platform, the national platform. In a free society, the primary role of government is to protect the God-given inalienable rights of its citizens. And a citizen means a person born in the United States. They deliberately don't advocate for abortion bans. But the Montana authoritarians want a ban. They're dying for it, no matter who is alienated or harmed by it, no matter that they have no understanding of human anatomy or fetal anomalies. So they wrote in a ban on abortion, no matter the circumstance, no exceptions. And they do this despite the fact and the reality that legislative bans on human behavior don't actually eliminate the behavior that is banned. The reason you and I refrain from stealing is not because theft is illegal or has been banned. There are plenty of folks who are in jail for stealing despite the fact that theft is legislatively banned. We know from past history that when abortion is banned, women die and unsafe non-medical practices proliferate. And we have the data that confirms that the rate of abortion decreased once it was legalized. Now, that may be due to a multitude of factors, including the increase in contraception options and access, increased emphasis on sex and abuse education, reduced stigma associated with being an unwed mother, and proliferation of crisis pregnancy centers. Younger generations have paid attention when we give them the tools to prevent pregnancy, they use them. The birth rate in the United States right now is at an all-time low. What these efforts cannot account for are the exceptionally rare abortions related to failed contraception, fetal anomalies rendering a pregnancy non-viable, wanted pregnancies where a mother's health will be compromised through carrying the pregnancy to term, forced pregnancy as a weapon of domestic violence, and pregnancy due to incest and rape. And Montana's current approach to abortion, not the authoritarian party's approach to abortion, but Montana. Our current approach to abortion where the government can intercede in pregnancy at viability, well, that's actually consistent with the National Republican platform, but not the new authoritarian platform. But they don't care about actually being Republicans. They care about control. Control centralized with them. And that is not Republican at all. Along with not Republican at all is the alteration to the personal rights and liberties section to say the people of Montana approved defining marriage in our Constitution as only between one man and one woman. And we affirm this expressed will of the people references a biological man and a biological woman. Remember, folks, 
This is in the personal rights and liberties section. And it tells people what they can personally do. Hypocrisy much? And of course, they added something for which they have zero knowledge about, other than media reports, to the personal rights and liberties section. Quote, and we demand that those being unlawfully held in indefinite detention in Washington, D.C. for their actions on January 6, 2021, be immediately granted just due process and released on their own recognizance pending further legal proceedings, end quote. Holy cow, they really do want power. They think they're the new branch of government, even though they are nowhere to be found in the Constitution. A political party doesn't get to decide whether a group or an individual is released from pretrial custody. They don't know that they're being unlawfully held. They've heard that. That may be true, but they don't get to decide that because justice is blind to political parties. And justice has it that each individual case is reviewed individually with a number of individual factors a judge must consider in pretrial release. And those folks could be unjustly held or maybe not. I don't know. And I don't presume to know because unless you represent them or you're prosecuting them or sit as a judge presiding over their case, you don't know. And it's arrogance of the highest order to presume that you do know. When you're sitting in Montana, whether folks sitting in federal detention in D.C. should be released. On monetary policy, they went from Monetary policy. We stand against federal money policy being established by the Federal Reserve and stand in support of constitutionally defined money. We support Congress's constitutional authority over monetary policy. We value oversight and transparency and regular auditing of the Federal Reserve Bank. So they changed that to this. Monetary policy. We support the elimination of the Federal Reserve Bank system and the restoration of sound money policies established in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5 of the United States Constitution. So instead of the general oversight, transparency, and regular auditing, which should get the job done, we're saying, nope, just get rid of them entirely. And I guess next, we're just going to go back to the gold standard if these nuts have their way. So there you go, folks. Wake up, Montana. These people are stealing from us. They have stolen our language. They have zero respect for Montana values. They aren't from here. And perhaps worst of all, they are directly telling elected officials they must answer to them, the authoritarians, and not the Montanans that they are constitutionally required to represent and be responsive to. They forsake Montana, her people, her native people for their own desires for power. These people gain power on our backs, the backs of hardworking Montanans who aren't career politicians, who don't want our Montana to change. We like working with our neighbors. We like doing good things for Montana. And if the party secondarily benefits, that's great. But the priority is Montana. And the Montana GOP leadership says nothing and embraces the authoritarians in their zeal to turn us away from each other and towards them, pledging fealty under threat of expulsion. That sounds a lot like North Korea or maybe China. 
but sure as hell doesn't sound like Montana to us. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.